Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, It's time to massively overreact to 182nd of the NBA season. 280 seconds for two teams. Boss podcast. 182nd. 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 I thought we I thought we needed some sort of bed or theme music. I was thinking maniac. I was thinking that's a player, fucking you know? Hamilton. She's a maniac, maniac. You know? Uh, do you know what I thought I thought you were doing the fucking the VB theme. Dun, dun, was, dun, dun, dun. That's exactly what I was doing. Uh, yes. So what's that got to do with, with Hall and Oates or whoever the fuck did maniac? Yeah, someone like that. Yes. Something some of like those that. air supply fucking terrible yacht rocky bands this is not a music podcast this is a sports podcast and we are going to talk to you at we're going to talk at you about the nba and and how much how much we can claim that we think we know from the 15 seconds of nba footage that we've actually seen this season do you know what i think i think you're going to tell me it's going to be good i think it is i think it's it is the be- first well i think i was thinking during the um the bucks sixes game today i thought because the the Bucks were up by quite a lot, and they looked like they were completely – they had it completely in hand. Uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay. This might be the first blowout on national television. Mm. And then the um, the Sixers came back, and, and they made it fake close to the end. They, they were only lost by a, a point, but that's because they sunk a bullshit three-pointer on the bell. But uh, um, okay. we will massively overreact to that game, I'm sure. We'll massively overreact to all the games. Well, I mean, I'm – quite comfortable with my picks in the east mostly that's but up the top well, end because- i wouldn't be because as of as of press time you are coming last in our tipping competition so you should massively overreact and trade everybody and start all over again i was coming first last time and look how you were coming first and like literally four <laughs> yeah. hours ago you were coming first so um yeah. yes that's, that's all right high variance look no look the celtics look good um and if they can keep Porzingis in that sort of form and on the court you know, wow, that 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 might be a major upgrade for them because Dammy played well. Like he really looked. This know, isn't massive enough. You need what you need to say is that Kevin Kevin Peterson. I just saw KP in my yeah. notes and immediately yeah. said Kevin Peterson. Kevin Peterson is. I'm going to call him call him Kevin Peterson from now on. Kristaps uh, Porzingis is reminding people that he was the original fucking unicorn. Yes, and, the, and this and this Wemby newcomer who's shorter than him, who's. You know, fucking Johnny Come Lately. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Come Lately. I was, I was trying to think of the French equivalent. Johnny Come Lately, yes. Yeah, no, Chris, I mean, when he was at the, you know, the Knicks and all that, so they were pretty much going to eat worlds and then he got injured and it all went very, very downhill. And, and then you know, he went to think- the Mavs and he was going to, again, be a fantastic pickup to help Luca as a, as a lob partner and all that sort of stuff. And that kind of worked and it kind of didn't. And he ended up here at the, at the Celtics. And that appears to be going to work exceptionally well. Well, the guy can shoot now. Like, I mean, who would yeah. like? I mean, this, this seems to be the theme of the of the whole thing is that they've got these you know guys that are about nineteen feet tall shooting from thirty five feet. Like, yeah, they, they can almost reach. Perhaps that's yes, like, maybe that's what's going on. It seems inefficient. They should just reach across and drop the ball in. You know, <laughs> why didn't anybody uh, think of this? Uh, I'm very game. smart. 
uh, Wemby's two first shots were, were three pointers, and and oh, you know, yeah, yeah I, Wemby's first two shots going being you know absolutely swished threes kind of belied my suggestion that maybe the way to stop him was to pack the paint and make him shoot from outside. Uh, that nah, that's not going to work. It was a very pop game, though, wasn't it? And they were very. It was what it was. Was was happy learned how to putt. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. But you no, know, that whole game, I looked at that, and I know he got into a bit of foul trouble as well. But it was a very pop introduction. Hey, oh, no, we're overreact to the Celtics sorry, next sorry, game. Sorry, Don't sorry, overreact. Sorry. Just let's just let's just okay, calm well, down so we overreact in a nice, calm, and ordered, and structured way. Okay, the Celtics are going to win the East, and we'll challenge the Nuggets. Take the, probably take the Nuggets to seven. How's that sound? Well, I was going to say, what Nuggets? Because the Nuggets are clearly going to get beaten by the Suns until the Suns coughed it up late against the, the Lakers this afternoon, in which case, I don't know what to believe or what to react to. Did they really? I hadn't actually looked at the scores of that. Ah, oh, that's that's funny. Uh, LeBron, so, well, well, let's overreact to, to Wednesday's games to start with. The Suns and the Warriors, the Lakers and the Nuggets. So the, the, the Lakers had AD play a first half and then not play a second half, basically. Well, he, he was technically there, but did fuck all. Yes. And Bron only pl- played less than half an hour's basketball. And that appears to be the thing with, with the Lakers now. AD's still going to be AD and Bron's going to be load managing. Uh, mm. And while they were, when they were losing to the Suns this afternoon, my overreaction was to be Googling what the Lakers' 2024 first round pick was <laughs> and when, who, who owns it. And of course, the Pels own it as a result of the uh, Anthony Davis trade. Yeah, but all you need is 10 minutes of LeBron at the end of the game and he just. Uh, single-handedly drag them across the line. And he he can do that, and he will do that. Yeah, and no book today, but Kevin Durant. No book and no bill. Well, my big overreaction to the Suns is that they will never have all three of their big stars on the floor no. at the same time, which seems to be the curse of the of the KD team now. It's but not necessarily his fault. He was the was last KD man left. today. was KD that, you know, 39, 11 and something on no assists, because obviously if you're having 39 points, you don't really pass the ball too much. But Who was he going to pass it to? That was really <laughs> the thing. He's got like Eric Gordon and- Grayson Allen. That's Grayson right. fucking Allen, who was shithouse in the, in, the, in the Wednesday game. He was the single- re- He got one rebound that was really, really useful. Apart from that, he was poop. Um, but yeah, he, he, Katie looked really tired by the end of the game. He was hitting jumpers short and staggering into massive amounts of traffic, trying to win it all on his own, which I think we saw both sides of what the Suns could be. And probably both sides of what the Lakers could be as well. Exactly right. So what did we learn? Fucking nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. That's right. Everything. Well, everything's the same as last year is that when Phoenix have Booker and KD on the same side, they will eat worlds. And when they don't, they're probably going to lose to the Lakers. Yes. And we still don't know what they're going to look like with Bradley Beal, who will be basically the, it's a bit like the Ray Allen going to the Celtics or Ray Allen going to the, to Miami of, of this group. Um, he's going to never be as open as, as he was, as he is today. Uh, the other, the other teams to, from Wednesday's schedule that we need to talk about, I suppose, are the Dubs who lost because they didn't have Draymond. They can't win without Draymond. They will not win without Draymond, even if Chris Paul gets, keeps getting put in, in crunch time. Uh, it mostly just went crunch and the Nuggets were nuggety. Nugget, very nuggety. Very just yep. like, yeah, yeah, Jokic turned up and went. Oh, is this the basketball thing yeah. again? Okay. Yep. No worries. 29, 13, and 11. Thanks for coming. Yeah, he, um, he is he is Dame Lillard's only rifle for MVP. Um, yeah. <laughs> if he can be bothered. And, he, and, you know, maybe he rings up Dame at, at All-Star break and goes, would you like an MVP? And Dame goes, yeah, I wouldn't mind one then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No worries. I'm, I'm going to take the last 10 yeah. games off. Go hard. Go nuts. Uh, you know. I, I, I swap before horse. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, look, and people might say the only thing that would stop Damian Lillard from getting MVP is that bloke called Giannis beside him. But I think Giannis might even kind of go, hey, dude, whatever yeah. you're shooting the lights out like that, I am quite happy just to sit back and take my 25 points a game and let's win the championship. Well, to fast forward to that game, the uh, today's Bucks Sixers game, it's great to see Dave finally have a decent uh, second option. <laughs> because, I mean, that's what Giannis was. He, he, he put up 20 odd and, and he was just brilliant. He was, yeah. he was, they work so well together. And, um, you know, piss taking aside, there'll be days where, you know, the roles are, re- are reversed, but this shit's going to work. I mean, Terry Stotts, you know, it's clearly is not required for this operation to, to go forward. The, the issue they're going to have is that they can't, they're not going to stop anybody, but, you know, that's what you get. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's just, just, it's a good side. You know, they, they don't need, you know, they didn't need output from, from Chris Middleton. They, you know, Brooke Lopez gives them good height, you know, good, the room defending and sort of that good center option and really good threes. He got some really important mm. uh, threes in that stretch run, and that's the thing when you've got Giannis and you've got Dame, then suddenly everybody is fucking butt naked <laughs> open. It's yeah. just and this is a night where, where Dame shot four from twelve from outside, but shot seventeen from the stripe, and yeah. he's obviously just attacking like he's never attacked before. I haven't he's- seen him attack the paint like that in a long time, and part of that is because he's been he was hobbled by the sternum ab injury that he had for a long time. But also part of it was because the paint was cluttered with the likes of your Nurkic and whatever else uh, they had going on there in Portland. But he has been he has driven a lot more. He didn't need to take the the fucking the moonshot threes. Mind you, he did take a couple of them and they went in. So And there's uh, look, there's enough on the other side as much as you don't want to watch Philly, there there's enough good signs in there sort of game there that you think, well, they're going to beat a lot of very, you know, decent sides along the way. They're not going to fall ass backwards. You wouldn't think this is massively overreacting, obviously, but... No, that's not massively overreacting. That's far too fucking rational. What you need to be saying is that Embiid will get traded before Harden does. And they they won't even let Harden on the fucking plane, so... Well, I would not let him anywhere near the plane either. They're sick of of all these snakes on this plane, basically. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Yeah, that's right. But, you know, I mean, when they get 27 out of Kelly Oubre and... That's not sustainable. No, obviously that, that, not. That's, that's my over- my, my wild take is that that's not fucking sustainable because it's never been before. It never has been I mean, since. Any, they shot 16, three, 16 from 35 three-pointers and lost. So, but, yep. yeah, I, but it's going to be like it will be another arms, arms race in three in the East. Like I, you, you know, I think same, same, same as it was before. Maybe the Cavs might sort of jump up into that, that four spot. Well, let's talk about the Cavs because the Cavs played on uh, on Thursday. The Cavs played the Nets and the Cavs were uh, – they were behind for quite a lot of this game. In fact, they needed a, a late winner to overcome the Nets. The Nets were doing weird shit. Um, ben Simmons, you know, it might, might be a, a new Ben Simmons, but it was the same old fucking stat line. It was <laughs> a handful of points and, you know, double-digit rebounds it, and nine, nine it was, assists. It, it was a double-double with – it was almost a Almost a double-double double with, with, with almost no points. Yeah, um, 10 rebounds, but, nine assists. But none, none of the Nets actually played particularly large minutes. No. And it was Cam Thomas who scored shitloads off the bench, as he is wont to do when he when the, the mood strikes him. And it seems like Jack Vaughan's plan is going to be, we're going to roll with a long rotation and roll people – yeah. That's going to be our version of load management. Is well, Dorian Finney-Smith got twenty-seven minutes in that game. Yeah, I mean, people he's... aren't going to play huge minutes. I think yeah. uh, it was interesting that Ben was largely on the bench when they were choking away the win to the Cavs. From but the Cavs' yeah, perspective, they they signed Max Struess, and he proved that there's a good reason he's not called Min Struess because he did really well. 
he did the he got, you know shooting the three ball quite well again, which you know maybe that lets as it takes a bit of that pressure off Donovan Mitchell that he you know he again he was clutch, you know he's basically won them that game in the end. Um, well, so you know it was, somebody was going to speaking of clutch the um the Clippers my massive overreaction to the Clippers is that Russell Westbrook is their true number one, um, <laughs> and everyone else, and basically Kawhi deferred to him and it was you know that was he was the reason they I, I did not even look at that. That's game. not entirely I, facetious because what they've lacked is that kind of pit bull competitive spirit which neither of their two actual stars have. And I think the more more Russ at the moment is equating to more competitiveness. Really, they're playing the Blazers, and my, my massive reaction to them is that they're bad. Um, but it seems like the R- Russ is quite happy to lead this operation. It also has absolutely no interest in sharing time and space with James Harden again. So I think he's trying to project that, look, I've got this. We don't need any backup. Keep Terrence Mann here. We're not trading for that motherfucker. Yeah, when Malcolm Brogdon is kind of, yeah, if it was, was their leading point scorer, they're in deep shit Portland. Like, Scoot, scooted. I well, guess that would be very game. strange because Malcolm Brogdon's not on their team, is he? Yeah. Well, he's in the points. He's in the box score here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Although he did come across in that, yeah, 20 in that trade. I didn't yeah. think he was playing. Yeah, 20 points, 8 for 16, 3 from 5. So There was, was a lot of garbage time point. in that in that game. Yeah, well, um, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I, I didn't actually, I didn't even look at the box score before. I, I kind of went, "Ah, oh, the Clips beat Portland, whatever." I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a thirty point gap, and then Portland got close late. Yeah, yeah. they're bad. They're a young team. Speaking of young teams that, that need to figure it out, the Mavs and the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs were closer than a young team should be, um, yes, even though they had to carry year. that fucking weird French dude. It's going to be a long year for the Mavs if that's what they can, if that's the best they can do against the pretty much the youngest. You know, well, literally the youngest team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what I like about the, the Mavs, the Mavs need to focus on um, the rookie of the year campaign by Derek Lively, who comfortably outplayed mm. Wembenyama in this game because he was allowed to, I guess. Yeah, as I said, it was a very, as I said, it was a very because cold. he was a fucking genius. Clearly, he's oh, the he best was, rookie in the great. field. Forget yeah. your scoots, forget your chets, forget your fucking big vicks. It's Derek Lively season. Derek Lively season. Yes, no, but a very a very pop game. And as I said to you before, I know he got into foul trouble, but twenty minutes for the guy that the entire world came out to see is uh, very pop areas. Well, he couldn't, he couldn't play him because he wasn't going to. He was going to foul himself out because he was yeah. just. I mean, we're yeah. talking about uh, Maybe our man. Uh, yeah, the the wild, wacky, inflatable man from the car yard being Denny Advia from the, the Wizards. No, it, it's Wemby on on defense. He, he's, yeah. he, he's fucking go go gadget arms, and sometimes them go go gadget arms happen to foul the fuck out of people. Yeah, Kings beat the Jazz. Um, the Kings are going to set a single season record for threes. The Jazz are tuneless, so they are jazz music. Everyone <laughs> got jazz music. Yeah, no, just like just like with their turnovers, you know, if you if you make a mistake, you know, it, it's it's a mistake. If you do it twice, it's jazz. So yes, in their case, if you do it quite a lot, it's it's jazz. If you look like you meant it, it's jazz. Um, the Thunder beat the shit out of the Bulls. The Thunder, the hipsters are finally right, and the Thunder's process turned out better than Philadelphia's process. <laughs> Everybody still wants to be at the Thunder. That's the difference. I That's guess. true. As of the Bulls, they had a players-only meeting where they all shouted at each other after this game, oh, one wow. game into the season. One game. Yeah, talk about basically overreacting to one loss. But, yes, uh, they, they've gotten the spirit of this podcast really well. I mean, they're headed for 20 wins. Billy Donovan gets fired by Thanksgiving. Friggin' Mo Cheeks on, becomes on the coach again and, and they end up with the number one pick. for James Harden and... Well, this is the thing, because I don't know what the Bulls are going to do, because the Bulls should tank. They've got their own pick. They've got... Um, they've even got... I think they've got the Blazers pick if it falls in a certain area, because they've got, a like, a first-round pick, but it's heavily protected for several years, and then 
it eventually, like 2028, it, it flips to a second round pick. And I imagine the, the Blazers are going to be very careful not to give it up to them. It's like top 14 or something. Um, actually, it, may, it probably will convey this year. They won't have a lot of choice about that. And they may as well, because, I mean, their, their fans are used to them sucking anyway. They've sucked for the last God knows how long. Right? Yeah, but the reason they've sucked is also the reason they won't get better, because their owner is the same The owner's the same guy who was around in the, the last dance era. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the guy who was too cheap to want to keep the Jordan Bulls together. So he's he just wants to do his his thing and just he doesn't really give a shit about whether it works or not. So, but he is eighty years old, so he's getting to the age where I'm not sure he actually wants to. Um, you know, how long is he going to wait? Having said that, being eighty years old doesn't seem to fucking matter. I mean, Pop's eighty years old. Um, yeah. Mick Jagger's eighty years old. We might talk about that in the music Foresh- episode. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I looked at their um their coaching bench, and they've got Mo Cheeks, who has been a head coach multiple times. He was head coach of of um, several teams in, in the in the 2000s and 2010s. So, um, yeah, he, he'll probably be running the team by, by December. But, look, yeah, the, the other side of that, OKC, everyone thinks they're going to make a jump. You can't disagree with that on, on a first performance. Shea looks really, really good. Yep. He did giddy things. You know, they're getting good production out of Chet. Chet looks a perfectly good NBA player, and as you thought he would be, and and you know did all the right things in all the right places. In his first game of actual NBA basketball, yeah, that's right. Rookies so, aren't supposed to be this good, unless you're Derek Lively, of course. Yes, um, they they will probably win a lot of games this year. You know, yeah. they'll, you know, you know, and then really, if, I mean, what's what's a good year for OKC? Is it you know a bit over five hundred, or is it? It's what it want. It's what they want it to be. And this is the issue with GoKC. Okay, we're not convinced that they want to win. Or is it a king's year? Like, are they going to... They- we feel like they should be winning, but we've thought that for the last two years, haven't we? I mean, we've sat in the, that fucking draft episode saying, this is the year OKC will take the leap. This is the year that they'll that they'll cash in the chips and trade for the, the sub-level star yeah. to put around all these guys. We've been saying that for, for two or three yeah, seasons. Do they look at, at the, the Kangs from last year, though, and go, that's the year we want to have? Perhaps minus the, first, the exit to the Warriors in the first round, but uh, and even then, you know, if they get a first round series loss to the, the Warriors in seven, then that's probably a, a pretty good upgrade. They'll be having that loss to the Kangs, though. That's the problem. Yes, that's probably exactly right. Yes, uh, um, Pel- the Pelicans uh, beat Memphis, and Memphis really don't look good. It's not no, going it's, to go it's, well it's, at all, is it? It's going to be a bit ugly there for a while until somebody, anybody, gets back. Really, yeah. But- I mean, there is some chat about Brandon Clark, who's the other big who's been out. He might make it back by by the by New Year's. Yeah, uh, there's some people good. saying he's out for the season, but there's others saying he's only going to be out for a few more months. So, but you look right across their starting five, the Pels, and it's like, yeah, that looks good. That's yeah, Zion. That yeah, works good. quite well. And and he, he's Zion is still a thing. Yes. I don't mean it in a Israeli yeah. genocide kind of way. I mean, I mean in terms of the large basketball player. Let's not make this political. Yeah. How do you go naming your kids Zion? Did you just sort of claim? Oh no, it was it was a Matrix reference. Yes, that's right. Um, it, no, look, they all look really, really good. CJ shot the ball well. Zion did Zion things. Brandon Ingram looks good. You know, it's it's all quite you know, especially against the Grizz, who I mean, admittedly don't look great. No, they don't. I, I fear for them. More to the point, I fear for my pick. Because that's what's really important. And the problem for them is that they don't have the the spread across their starters, and they've got absolutely nothing on the bench at all. So if it's not Desmond Bain at the moment, then it's pretty yeah. much fucking nobody. Desmond Bain's a fantastic third or fourth star. He can't he can't be your second star. You know, he's not quite at that level, or he can't do it do it 
Bezos probably screaming at his at his podcast application saying, "You can, I love Desmond Bain." Um, <laughs> he probably isn't saying that, but no, nobody called Desmond has had this level of of hipster love um, since Desmond Tutu. Look, the intent if the if you if you can take it on intent on one game, Zion absolutely drilling the ball through Triple J's defensive defensive player of yeah. the year is is a statement of intent if there ever, ever, ever was one. It felt very much like Zion, like, Pozingas is like, no, we are the fucking unicorns here. Yes. <laughs> so before this other, this Frenchie bloke came well, along. We, we don't need to import them. We already have them here. We're just a bit. Pistons almost stole a win off the heat. In and the end, the Pistons were pissed off. And uh, Well, it's just, it's just a heat thing again, isn't it? Like- it is. It is. And my broader theory of reaction is the entire Southeast Conference of the National Basketball Association is absolutely shit house. In fact, if you squint, Southeast is an anagram of shit house. Because <laughs> right. you got Miami, shit house. You got the Hawks, shit house. Hornets, shit house. Wizards, Jesus Christ, they're shit house. And the Magic, well, they did it right, but they were only playing against the fucking Rockets. And that, that, that's right. They need to play a decent side before you sort of go, are the Magic going to be dog shit yeah. or are they actually going to be okay? And putting and 30 on I, the Rockets, isn't it? And I'd, I'd like to think that maybe they, they poke their head up in the, into the plane or something like that, maybe. Because they, be, they could do that. Chicago's going to shit the bed. They, they'll fall ass backwards out of that one. The Hawks didn't look that great either, really, like for what? No, the, the Hawks played the Hornets and both deserve to lose. Well, I, and this is the problem. I saw looking at that game, I thought, I actually really wanted to pick the Hornets because I thought, oh, that's a good but. I didn't. Kilometres Viaducts, fuck that guy. It, yeah, like, I just can't do I it. feel really conflicted about it because I know one of us was going to end up with them and Bezo probably feels even more strongly than me about it. So I thought, oh, fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And he didn't play when it looks at things. Because he's suspended for fucking ages. That's right, yeah, for for 10 games or something like that, I think it is. But I don't think they've done anything about the the most recent thing. I suppose it is is an arrest at this stage, but... But look, um, I guess so. Maybe we can talk about them while he's not there. I guess you know, we just look at them as being an <laughs> well, not here, or well, well, kilometers viaducts is no, here. But, well, yeah, well, well, but he's not there. You know, they were, I mean, they were they were fine. They did enough to beat the Hawks. And the Hawks are a flawed team, but so are the Hornets. It was it was Southeast basketball. It was slop. It was total shit. Yeah, uh, it's not, not much fun at all. Just rubbish. Look, I think it's going to be it's going to be really really interesting to kind of see where some of these sides fall. Because there are good signs in certain, like you said, certain parts. There are horrible signs in certain parts. Um, what kind of beige motherhood statement is that? Overcommit. Claim <laughs> someone is terrible. Destroy them. We're overreacting here, for God's sake. Oh, the, the, no. Okay. Remember, I said for, for these sins, I think I regret immensely. The wizards are dog shit awful. Oh God! The, the, everything that everyone said about the wizards was absolutely correct. They are poop. I mean, they they scored one hundred and twenty points and lost by twenty three points. Twenty three. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are just stinking garbage, and they are the worst team in the Southeast Conference, and so the worst team in the worst conference. And will deliberately be so. The Pacers, on the other hand, are going to be the greatest offense in NBA history. Well, they're going to be certainly going to be quickest. And the reason I say this is the Kings were that last year, and, and all they needed to do was outscore the Kings. Yes, you, you can't switch over when they're on the possession because you'll miss it. Like, it's, yeah. it's and between the channel the channel um, delay you get, it's going to be gone. It's already happened, and Halliburton has drained a mid-range too. Um <laughs> Timberwolves and Raptors I watched a lot of, but I didn't actually make a lot of sense out of. The, the most astonishing take I had from that was that I was astonished that Chris Finch has actually been the coach of the Timberwolves for four years now. It just seems bizarre to me. The Raptors look decent. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think you're looking at two two eight seeds playing each other right there. Yeah. 
and it was an eighteen sort of score. It was ninety four to ninety seven. It was kind of a mediocre scoreline. It was two kind of mediocre teams. Yeah, and whether the Raps can kind of poke their head, you know, if a lander fall a little bit, maybe they poke their head up into that sort of seven six sort of range. But it doesn't really matter anyway because they're just not very. You know, they're not as good as probably what they were. Whether they have their upgrade, downgrade, you know, Dennis was a trader that came in for um Schroeder's the guy they've got the, the Raptors have got. Yeah, and they were they were workmanlike and serviceable. And that they will be they will come just take the ball's spot as as that particular kind of team. I, I guess what you want, what as a, just as a sort of general NBA development kind of thing, is you want to see Scotty Barnes be be first year Scotty Barnes, yes, and not last year Scotty do. Barnes, because he could be quite good. He certainly was very good in that first year. He, I don't know what happened last year. Whether he just sort of shit the bed a bit about being the next the difficult year. sophomore album, as as punishing music critics call it. You know, the, the, the cracked rear window. That, that second second year is always a wall. There's always a wall the, there. The cracked rear window, isn't that what it is? The Hootie's yeah. second album. Yeah, it's diffi- the Difficult Second Album. I, I, I need a band to call their second album the Difficult Second Album. I'm very disappointed also to see that Grady Dick had took one shot and missed, and that's about, perhaps what happens with I, There are too many jokes that I'm, I'm not even going to bother. Um, the only other reaction I have for the Rockets, apart from the fact that they lost to you know a team from the Southeast Conference, is Imo Doka was the one who said no to a trade for James Harden. Yes, yes they should have taken James Harden, that's right. That's well, what they should have done. His owner, the shut up and business guy, Frittata, is probably is surely going to lean on him at some stage to say, "No, we will trade for James Harden if if we're going to start if we're going to be losing by thirty, either we trade for James Harden or you fucking walk, son." Um, so I think I feel like that the, the Rockets may well be back in the conversations as, as a Harden trade destination if the owner continues to get pissed off that they're getting flogged by terrible teams. Kind of feel for Jock Landau there too. He seems to have fallen down the the. The heap, you know, he's behind Sengun and all that sort of stuff. Like, he's, I just yeah. don't know how much, well, how much he's going to do or enjoy his year very much there at all. He might. I, th- I think what he did was was what a lot of people do, which is to sign the, the biggest contract and then wait to be traded to somewhere better. Yeah, hopefully. But then again, who are they going to trade for with James Harden? I guess. But yeah, because maybe, he, maybe, maybe he and then that's you know maybe he ends up at the 76ers in a trade for James Harden eventually. Who knows? Like. Who else? They're going to need somebody else. Yeah, well, they have to match some salaries and they've got to send some stuff either way. So, and they, and they need to do all this stuff before the new CBA comes in because that massively limits, you know, the, the play mobility element of trades is must, much more limited uh, think, in that yeah, context. That, that's another one of my picks I sort of look at and go, well, maybe we looked at them and thought maybe they're going to have a bit of a dig this year. Maybe they want to. Maybe they haven't got the players to do so still. It's going to be a long year for Fred Van Vliet. Um, yeah, but he. You know, he took the money. Yeah. I guess Same so. thing. He, he, might, he may be a 76er at some stage in his new future. <laughs> I think there's a – I think it's not until December that you can trade people who you've just signed. So it might be a while before he can be included I mean, in the 76ers trade. have shown a remarkable amount of, you know, resilience. Really like, look how long they held on to Ben Simmons for and just, like, fuck him. We'll just leave him to rot in the corner. Yeah, but I think like, that's – it didn't imp- increase Ben Simmons' value doing that. No. And I think the way that they're managing James Harden, it's starting to look more like, um, you know, the sort of stuff that you'd see in divorce court. You know, people are not acting necessarily in the most rational way. They're acting in the way that fucks over the other party the most. Yeah. And I think that's that's not going to reflect well on either of them. And certainly, I mean, Harden's professionalism has always been in question and never more so now. But now Daryl Morey and that, that front office look incredibly petty and equally unprofessional. 
So just looking ahead at the games tomorrow or the next day. You can't overreact to things that haven't happened yet. Well, you can, because I was going to look at it and say who's the best, because, you know, Detroit-Charlotte's going to be awful. Denver-Memphis will be a horse-kicking a dog. What you're um, trying to do is make me fucking publish this podcast quickly enough so that these games haven't happened. Well, this is the problem. Oh, there are another mm. oh, 10 games tomorrow, points? 9 games, 11 games? Yeah, 7 games the next day. Too like many. There are too many games. Please delete three. I'm not a crackpot. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm looking. the most interesting game there to me is Golden State-Sacramento will be good. OKC uh, Cleveland will be good. Well, actually, Golden State or Sacramento won't be good. It'll be tremendous because there's genuine feeling between those teams. I mean, Mm. Steph Curry scoring 50 to send them home and then waving them bye-bye and and doing doing the go-to-sleep kind of thing on them. Tending to indicate there is a bit more feeling in that game than than you'd expect there to be. Golden State and Sacramento are are from the same, you know, they're, they're an hour apart. Depending on Sacramento at home, so they're going to want to light the motherfucking beam. Yes. Again, so there is that. And the dubs will be down, Draymond, and but they'll be trying to bounce back as well. So My takeaways from, from what's just happened and what I'd like to happen, I'd like to see more of the same from Sacramento. I'd like to see even more of the same from the Pelicans. The Mavericks can fall off a fucking cliff and die. Um, no, I disagree. I think, I think the Mavericks should win everything. <laughs> I would love to see the Mavericks win everything and and obviously Derek Lovely Rookie of the Year and Sixth Man of the Year and uh, MVP and most improved obviously as well most improved because you can't you can't come from from uh, from a, a lower ground than literally not being in the league yeah that's right yeah so yeah I would I would say from these games I'll get a win for Charlotte Bezo will get a win with Denver I mean I will get a win out of Toronto and Chicago. Brooklyn Dallas is going to be a competitive game. Yeah, well, that will be interesting that, that, because because neither of them are great. Well, that's the test for Dallas, isn't it? Like they're at home and Brooklyn they're at home. I think there. that's that's what makes it really think. And and the thing about Dallas is that it has a lot of nuggety Australians who just sort of hang around and you know sort of Ruck Rovers who just you know Josh Green and, and Dante Exum even as well. Um, Orlando Portland is, is Orlando territory, obviously. Yeah. Um, Dubs and um, Kangs is probably a coin flip, maybe in favour of, of Golden State. Uh, New York will beat Atlanta, so that's one for Bezo. Miami, Boston. Oh, Boston at home. But, but that could be interesting because Miami are in Boston's head. But not in game two, they're not. Boston will win that by 20. Yeah, that, yeah I don't know. Because will probably get injured. Um, yeah, it's true. Okay, see you in Cleveland. Good. That's yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting game. That's an interesting game. Uh, the Spurs and the Rockets, that's not an interesting game, but it'll have Wemby in it. It'll have Wemby Spurs. And the Clippers in Utah it Who cares? is a terrible game that nobody will watch. I, I'm determined not to watch the Clippers at all this year. I don't know why, but I just I just couldn't care less. You just, well, you're missing out on, on Russell Westbrook, just Russell, rustling and Westbrooking. Look, one thing I Russelling have Jimmy's. One thing I have seen over the years is Russell Westbrook with the ball on his hands, so I probably don't need to see Yeah, he's just an angry ball of knives just barreling down. He's like that fucking Tasmanian devil character from Looney Tunes just tazzing it through the lane. Who Who is your winner? Go on. Of, call it Call it early. Of the Clippers in Utah? <laughs> yes. I would, I would say the Clippers will win because they're actually a basketball team. No, I mean everything. We were talking about overreactions. Who's winning everything? Uh, I am. You're going to win everything? You're going to yes. take the- I am. Know. Oh, give me bucks. I think it's the bucks. I think it's the Bucks. I think the Celtics will break. I was just so astonished by how good Dame was. I didn't. That might just be a massive overreaction to his massive pent up frustration with everything, and it was just like this is the game where I'm going to show you all. And a relocation. And he homer. fucking did. And it, he might take. He might score twenty in the next game, and they lose by ten. But um, that's what Giannis is for. I'll take the Bucks in the in the East. I'll take Denver in the West, and a fucking great seven game final series. Thank you very much.
if the Suns can, I'm still of the belief that expressed last week. If the Suns can get at least two of their three dudes on on the court uh, on a regular basis, I think they're better than the the Nuggets. I just feel like that Jokic is kind of like the Dark Lord, just sort of, you know, it's inevitable. I know that there's Yoda will come along and chop his head off at some stage, but until that happens, he will just sweep, you know, death star. Is that a prequels reference? Because nobody, nobody with any taste is going to get that. I haven't seen any of the prequels. I'm just imagining. I just remember. Oh, because I thought Yoda, Yoda turned up in one of them, and he yeah, fought, the second one. I think. I think he fought I one of the, the dude with the two sticks. That's the only thing I remember from like the last six movies. So, I remember they were all poop. Yeah, very bad. Anyway, not a not a pop culture podcast. It's no. a sports podcast. Do we have anything to say about the many World Cups that are happening? There is a World Cup final happening in the rugby between um, various Sanzar teams. What's um, rugby? I have no reason to believe New Zealand wouldn't win that, except for the fact that, you know, New Zealand have a choke in them. It might have, it might have been game one of the World Cup instead. They might have got it out the way. We've been playing this World Cup in reverse and did they, 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 mm. they choke in the first game and they're just going to play well for the rest of it. I could not give less of a shit. If no, I they're right. I will not watch a minute. Um, and the, the only thing is that I hope uh, Argentina win the bronze game because the English are whinging, as they, they want to do. They've clearly been listening to Johnny Besto bleating about his fucking stumping again, and and the English were, were bleating about one of their players overheard the mm. the hooker, one of the props, referring to uh, the, the Afrikaans for white side, and, and he said, "Oh, he called me a white card, sir. Oh, I've been racially vilified," and tried to claim that he'd been um, that that it was reverse racism, uh, and it was and uh, you know pathetic. Well- and they're, they're whinging again. He really is a wit cunt. I, well, what I would like to say about English sport at the moment is, <laughs> oh good lord, uh, they're so bad. They got um, they got absolute in, in the in the actual World Cup. That's worth watching. Um, it's worth watching because England keep losing and they lost again to Sri Lanka. And 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 even with a ridiculous run out from the keeper, it was just a beautiful yeah. thing. Like somewhere along the line, like you would think that there would be a team meeting where they go, look, we know that you all are the best players in the world and nobody else has realised that yet. But can you just please stay in your fucking crease? You would like, think they would have it's it's almost like that the best I think has emboldened them to be out of their crease even more often than they should be. All all that needs to happen is I don't know who they play in their last game, some small Asian nation, perhaps Bangladesh or someone like that, because they're ripe for this sort of thing, is to just, you know, they'll be four wickets down in a tight game and one of them gets man catted. That would that would be the best thing in the world. Like because I am all for the man candidate. Look, Australia have the opportunity to do this tomorrow. Yeah, well, it wouldn't it be awesome? Like, I mean, I, I think I'm not sure if Pat Cummins is a man cad fan. Like, but I hope he is, and I hope Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell Stark. I was calling Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell, yeah, all the Mitches in the Australian side. I've been doing that for years. Um, he he's already given one warning, so I mean, he's up for it, obviously. That. I, I don't think we'll beat England on it. It has to happen to Bearstow, though. It has to. Oh, no. I think if it happened to someone like, is Joe Root playing or something like that? Or is he not in the squad? I don't know. Uh, if he is, I haven't noticed him. No, but- I've, like- I've, It has to happen to Bearstow. I want him to, to just explode. I want him no, to- just, I want him to end up like Mark Latham with such a cooked brain that he ends up just unemployable anywhere because he's driven yeah. intensely insane by this this whole experience. No, I want it to happen to Ben Stokes because he's like the English cricket royalty god-like deity now. And you can't do anything to Stokesy, you know? I mean, David Warner. Who's from Christchurch? Yes, I know. I don't understand England 
obsession with just adopting other countries and just say, I mean, it is literally like, I mean, they filled a British museum full of stuff they stole from other countries. Yeah, they right. do the same with their cricket team. They just, here's a Kevin Peterson, he's an Andrew Caddick, here's a, uh, Alan Lamb, here's a, a Robin Smith, here's a fucking yeah. endless, just fucking endless. The good thing though is- He's a Holyoke or two. By my maths, if we can somehow manage to get um, to play the South Africans again in this tournament, by my maths, we should beat them by about 400. Uh, well, they should be due a choke. I mean, I know they did one against against the Dutch, but that, that felt more like... <laughs> I think they've done one already. That's right, yeah. That felt more like losing to your younger brother in backyard cricket because you just, you know, it's a bit too close to home. But It would be nice to see South Africa win something at cricket for once because they've just been a fucking clown show forever. If, I, if I'm going to take... The, oh, I'm happy to see them win. It's it's New Zealand. Like, I, But I'm, New Zealand won't win because it's New Zealand. <laughs> I mean, we're setting that, setting Australasia aside. If it comes down to say India, South Africa in the final, I'm going for South Africa every time. Of course, we're going for South Africa, but of course, the the pitch will be your rank Turner. It'll just be. It certainly won't be a two three hundred ninety nine. Have they played yet? Has South Africa played India? Yet? No, I don't think that. I don't think they have played yet because they're. I mean, the funny thing about South Africa is they're just relentless and they just attack and they just go. Like, and it was almost that Australian series beforehand that kind of encouraged. They went to, you know, they were a bit insipid in the first two games and we towed them. And they just went, you know what? Fuck, fuck it. it. And it's just, just guys just belting sixes. I watched one of their, their games the other night. And I was just like, it's just like, who'd be a bowler? It was just every time they'd sort of, you know, miss a length by half a millimetre, the ball yeah. would disappear into the next time zone. They um, have been playing on roads more than a lot of the other teams, mm, though, I think. Yeah, it's just the attitude. So they are going to, you know, so while you know, that, that Netherlands thing is going to happen, they're, they're basically out basballing the basballers. Yeah. Like they, it's like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see you basball and raise you, you know, Klaassen and De Kock. And, you know, I mean, South Africa loves De Kock, but as, as they always do. But it's just, yeah, it's just relentless. I get it because his name sounds like a penis. That's yeah, funny. That's right. That's nice. Did you get that one? Well, you are classically trained. As opposed to Virat Kohli, who just is a penis, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. Virat, Virat kind of, eventually, if someone's that much of an arrogant wanker for long enough, for me, they eventually come out the other side and I start <laughs> to like them. They go I kind of like Virat Kohli. I kind of like Mark Marquez, the MotoGP guy, because I fucking hated him for his entire career. Mm. And now I kind of like him because he's had this ridiculous couple of years and he just kept doing the dumb shit, having these ridiculous crashes and hurting himself. And now it's kind of like, well, you know, bullshit, son. I, I can't believe you're, you're still doing that thing. You know, I, I respect you, your commitment to the bit. It's and Virat Kohli. Hard Dick Pandya, though, I can probably take or leave. He's the guy yeah. who, th- who thinks he's a West Indian cricketer, even though he's a, a just an Indian cricketer. It is a bit the old man World Cup with Kohli scoring centuries and Warner scoring centuries. And, you know, even I think this is the Cox last tournament and he's going ballistic and all that sort of stuff. Like, well, do you, you reckon that's because experience on Indian decks is mm. probably really valuable? I'd say so. Um, for those sorts of conditions? They're not learner decks. They're not like you know. And just knowing just how to control yourself off. to score those one day hundreds as well. Yeah. I think you know it's it's you know Warner's got it pretty much down to an art form. It's like explosion at the start, consolidate in the middle. You know uh, the, the fact that he got one hundred and sixty other nights an absolute miracle because usually he just once he gets to a hundred he can't help himself and he gets out. And half the time he was that- so pissed. He was so pissed, wasn't he? Yeah. He 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 could see two hundred in in lights mm. and and then he just spooned one. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, I, I don't think we'll we'll make the semis and lose, and I don't really care who wins as you know, as long as it's not India or England. 
But well, it's, it's not going to be England because England no. literally had, there is no way that England can make the final. So it's really just comes, there are five teams basically going for six, for four spots. Yeah. And Pakistan aren't very good. So I feel like that the top four are close to being set or am I forgetting something? Uh, um, India, think, South I think, Africa. I think Afghanistan actually. New Zealand and Australia. I don't think so. Afghanistan have a high ceiling. Oh, of course. They yeah, have a low floor. Yeah, they, they, they have a mathematical chance of making it. Like, I think they've got a better chance than England do, but they've both got mathematical. Well, England are done now. Yeah. Lanka and Pakistan might not be mathematically out yet, I don't think, but actually, I think Pakistan might be mathematically out because they lost to Afghanistan again. So, yeah. anyway, at least matter. argument over the teams that are going to finish fourth and get beaten by India in the semi. That's right, yes. Anyway. Because that's not going to be allowed to happen a second time after New Zealand beat them over two days that's in, right, yeah. uh, in England. Anyway, but good to see Australia back in a bit of form and Maxi doing Maxi things again because I was I was nearly going to go to bed because I was just sitting there going, oh, we're going to get like 350 and we're rolling for 250 and this is just going to bore its way out. And they have a shame of scratching around at Smith. He's not been good. No, well, he'll go. Head will come back in and Labashane will be out. That, you know, he was a late. It was a late call up anyway, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He got he got in on the strength of his South Africa form. And, and the fact that he's an incredibly he, reliable test batsman, but he just doesn't seem really fitted out for this. I think the shit. problem is that he is the sort of player that, and a bit like Smith in the one-day game too, is that he, he puts such a high value on his wicket. I don't think you can be that worried about getting out if you want to hit 100 or 40 balls. What you need to be doing is reverse sweeping balls. Yeah, you know, yeah balls absolutely. This is, um, I mean, modern IDI cricket has, even though it's a long, it's a longer form of the game, it's still got much more... It's much more informed by T20 batting yeah. styles and attitudes uh, and bowling plans these days. Yeah, um, like you said, 400 is the new 350, and they don't even seem that excited to get you know, I mean, remember when Australia got that first 400 and then got rolled that same night. Um, yeah. That, that was, was like, like a, a game from time travel. That was like a game a game from today that time travelled back. Yeah. It was, a, it was some sort of warp. That was the future. Ricky Ponting. <laughs> just want to do a quick Mark Nicholas. Ricky Ponting. Anyway, if it's Mike Nicholas impression time, it's definitely time to knock this sports podcast on the head. Um, I was Doc. It was Adam H. Photo. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Go the Kangs. You're a devout monarchist. <laughs>